thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 101 O truant muse, what shall be thy amends for thy neglect of truth in beauty died? Both truth and beauty on my love depends, so dost thou too, and therein dignified. Make answer, muse, wilt thou not haply say, truth needs no colour, with his colour fixed. Beauty no pencil, beauty's truth to lay, but best is best if never intermixed. Because he needs no praise, wilt thou be dumb? Excuse not silence so, for it lies in thee to make him much outlived a gilded tomb, and to be praised of ages yet to be. Then do thy office, muse. I teach thee how to make him seem long hence, as he shows now. That was Sonnet 101 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I am Mark Chatterley, and I am joined, as always, by a, a very... Very happy looking. Thierry Hillis. They're not that happy. I'm I'm battling the flu. You are I, I'm immune to the flu. Ha 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 uh, ha. I, 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 yeah, I missed my chance to get the jab. Well, it might just be a cold. It's true. It's one, the, the only advantage of having a, having a couple of long term illnesses is flu jabs. It's wonderful. You 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 get one post terminal disease. Yeah. And and, and which means you can escape one that that's a bit shitty for a few weeks. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 an advantage. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I've just been listening to um, the Fault in Our Stars, which I've now finished, and they keep talking about cancer perks. The the perks. Oh that yeah, cancer yeah, that you get if you have cancer, especially kids. And uh, this is so now become one of my liver perks is that I get a blood a uh, 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 flu jab every year. Anyway, that's not... So, coming on from our amazing live Sonnet 100 um, episode, which was uh, brilliant, I think you'll agree, Thierry, won't you? I, I will agree. We, we, we should also record a separate thing in case things really <laughs> went wrong and then just go, it, it could have been so much fun, Mark, but unfortunately everything just went wrong. Everything went wrong. We, we haven't done that yet, as, as just to fill you in. We, we record these in advance, so we've skipped a sonnet and it's really messing with my mind a little bit that we've skipped Because you didn't read it. You're not very prepared, Mark. You, you, you missed the first I... of these sonnets. I did. I didn't realise that that they were going to be a continuation. They're so a group. They've they've all been a continuation so far. Well, yes, I know that. But there's these. You were telling me are actually kind of one poem. They're one group, together. as as ninety seven to ninety nine were a group of separation sonnets. These are kind of talking about how how he um, makes up for that separation and and. So one hundred, one hundred one, and one hundred two. Yeah, yeah. Are all kind of part of one sonnet, and I've missed the beginning. So um, that's going to be interesting. It's it's still fairly easy to understand what what's uh, what, what's it is for clever people like you. Fine, fine. It is it is incredibly it is incredibly hard. Yeah, that's better. Thank you. We we, but, we we he starts off by insulting him essentially. Oh, truant news. So? Tr- truant as in uh, vagabonding kind of um, absent. rogue yes. absent. But so I mean, he basically says, "Oh, truant muse, what shall be thy amends for thy neglect of truth in beauty died?" It's, it's basically saying you're the one who went away, kind of thing. Oh, and, see, and how okay, are you so, going to make up for that? 
having having missed the first sonnet, maybe this is the problem. I didn't see that as him referring to the fair youth. I saw that as him referring to the muses, as in his his one of the nine muses. O true muse, what should be thy amends for neglect and truth of beauty died? So the the but uh, then it goes on. Both truth and beauty on my love depends. So dost thou too, and there indignified make answer muse. Wilt thou not haply say blah blah blah? So basically. I saw that as him going to the muse. Why aren't you pulling your own weight here when it comes to the fair youth? Are you so I'm, do- I'm the his... one doing everything. Yeah. Are you are you so enamoured by his beauty that you're literally... Uh, you're, you're breathless. You you have no words. That does make sense. Ha 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 ha! Maybe I'm the clever one! I never said I'm the clever one. You're the one who keeps saying that. Like, what's because you are? Or at least you, you present the image of being the clever one. That's that's what we're basically um, David Mitchell and Ed Robert Webb, and and each one is playing a character, even though that's not what they uh, what they are like in real life. The, yeah, the, oh, they they're about to start a new series of that Mitchell and Webb sound on on the radio. Seriously, they're actually doing another series. They are. Oh. I got the the BBC notification of Do you want tickets for this? Come through. Which that's I know, good. it will be good. It will be very good. Um, but but sorry, sorry, we're just completely the slightly separate thing. Michelle and Webb are, are, are two comedians in the UK who are very very clever. They are very clever, and and they basically they have one one comedy show called the Peep Show, where where David Mitchell plays this incredibly nerdy guy who who through various circumstances eventually ends up having a girlfriend, and and Robert Webb who plays this guy who just just a slacker. Who lives yeah. with his best friend and just sleeps with anything that that is is remotely female kind of thing, yeah. And, and I mean, David Mitchell kind of seems to be the nerd in real life from from if you read his articles and everything. But Robert yeah. Webb is just this incredibly caring dad every time he does interviews, or you see like he doesn't play his character kind of thing, which is really weird. But yeah, and, and I think that's probably more to do with. David Mitchell is more of a comic than Robert Webb is. Not saying that Robert Webb isn't funny, but David Mitchell's definitely more of the panel show comic. And and to do that role, you need to have a very defined character. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure we've talked about yeah. this before. It's, it's those people you see on panel shows and those those uh, stand-ups, that isn't them. That That's a character they've developed and they're playing, which is probably based upon them and is an exaggerated version of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they had that... Um... On QI, the Stephen Fry uh, knowledge show, for people who don't know, where they basically just come up with interesting facts. He asks questions and then people have to guess what, what the answer is kind of thing. But they're always fairly intellectual or, or knowledge that's not common at all. And they have uh, Alan Davies on that. And initially, apparently, he just happened to just be the, the guy who just didn't get questions right for the first couple of episodes. He just didn't. And then they just made that his character. He's just kind of the village idiot now who just... Yeah. Which, to be fair, they're now on season 16, 17, something like that. Yeah, so. yeah. That, Which, that sounds I mean, about right. As an ongoing TV gig, he gets paid for every episode. He's in every episode. Yeah, It's worked out quite well for him. Yeah, yeah. well, he stopped doing any other kind of comedy for a decade. <sighs> I need I need to get me some of that sweet sweet TV money. That's what I need. It's a shame I've got a face and body for radio. God, you don't even do no. 
I still have to look at you, Mark. It's not. It's not. Don't lie to our listeners. Are you saying I'm good looking? Are you coming on to me on air? Is that's, that what you're that's... doing? Oh, you're blushing. Oh. <laughs> um, this had nothing to do with Sonic 101. No. No. Sorry. Sorry. What, Those are our talk... best episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. What do you think of Sonic 101 then? What 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 parts jump out at you? It's, it's... amazing. Eh, amazing is a very strong word. Okay, it's, totes it's, amaze. It's it's, it's, it's totes amaze. Totes amaze. Yolo. No, <laughs> oh, I forgot to say hashtag. You did. Ha- damn hashtag you. Yolo. <laughs> You're so cool. I like you. Hashtag Yolo. <laughs> not gay. No homo. That's no homo. No homo. At the end, you can do anything you want with another bloke, and as long as you put no homo at the end, it's fine. <laughs> Wow, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of like the, um, is it f- the fifth line down onwards? Wilt thou not happily say truth needs no colour with his colour fixed? Beauty no pencil, beauty's truth to lay, but best is best if never intermixed. Quite, quite some, almost simple prose. There's no, I like, well, no complicated words for once. Yeah, that's true. But I quite is, like the imagery of it. Is it is that essentially saying beauty is best when it's pure? That's basically how I read it. Just, so just... so you don't mix you use primary colors. You don't mix them. You 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 you, you want yeah. As is is pure is best. Yeah. I I I I like that. It's I just I don't know. In the story of the sonnets, I find it a bit annoying that that Shakespeare or the character that Shakespeare is playing has fallen back into that idolatry kind of mindset again. Yeah, I don't think he's going to come out of this. It's, I've it's... kind of given up all hope. We we have what twenty ish poem sonnets left in this one. One hundred and twenty four is the fair youth. Yeah, about cycle, twenty. Like yeah, yeah. So yeah, not not a lot left, and and he's still pining over this fair youth. I I do like. I suppose what I did like about this sonnet is the the references back to previous sonnets um, to make him outlive a gilded tomb. I'm sure we've had the phrase a gilded tomb before, uh, the praised of ages, and how Shakespeare's the one who's going to make him praised of ages. Um, I was watching a show on TV uh, the other day. I wish I could remember what it was. Um, and oh no, no, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was actually the Fault in Our Stars. Blimey, that book. Is, <laughs> it's but it, it said how there was a character that was talking about these sonnets and how we remember Shakespeare and Shakespeare and the sonnets is going on about making the fair youth live through the ages, but we don't remember who the fair youth is, which is completely in my mind missing the point of the sonnets. Which isn't that we're the point of the sonnets isn't that we should remember specifically who the fair youth is. It's we should remember their beauty. And I yeah. think that comes across in the sonnets very strongly. It Although it's interesting matter. that you do mention, did you realise that the title of the 14 Hour Stars is Shakespeare? Yes, it is. Yeah, I kind of like that because they're. I'm pretty sure that was that the the the, um, the line about the sonnets was in that book as well. There's there's quite a lot of Shakespeare throughout that just seeping through. Yeah, thrown in. It's very good book. Very good. Book. <laughs> I mean, it was on the. Best. It was a New York Times bestseller list. Sick. The number one six months before it was even released. 
before the first edition was even printed. So that's quite impressive. So good. If people out there have recommendations for audiobooks to listen to, do do send them in because I do like a good audiobook, especially if they're ones I've published. That's even better. <laughs> have you have you listened to this? Uh, there's an excellent audiobook. It's a, it's a collection of uh, of horror stories. It's called Exquisite Death. I've, that, I've never uh, heard of that. that no. Uh, I- Tell me about it's, it. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, just, just, just be very, very um, innocuous um, hints that people should buy <laughs> in his audiobooks. At one point, we're going to start just linking sonnets into all the things that we're That's publishing on the published <laughs> arm, and and people just won't get the the podcast anymore until that happens. You, you get a podcast per audiobook that you buy. <laughs> Oh, we're bad. This is bad. But although marketing, I do need marketing is 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 witchcraft in the modern age. Is what I've decided. It is. It is. There are two. There are two areas in the modern world which are witchcraft. One of which is marketing, and one of which is printers. Because uh, computers have got more and more user friendly, except for the latest Windows version. But more and more user friendly, easier and easier to use. Printers. If you want to print a hundred page document, you still pretty much have to half dismantle it, remantle it. And then sacrifice a chicken to make it work. <laughs> it's it's just bizarre. Again, yeah. this has got nothing to do with Sonic One Hundred and One. <laughs> no, no. I kind of I I yeah. I kind of like the silly ones. This this should be the podcast after we're done with the Sonnets. <laughs> it should just be because there's. I'm not sure if you listen. There's one a podcast called Roderick on the Line, which no. which I highly recommend. It's it's Merlin Mann and um, John Roderick from the Long Winters. Basically, just spending an hour and a half each week skyping with each other, and then just releasing it as a podcast. That's awesome. We we that's all they do. There's like eighty seven eighty seven episodes now, or eighty six episodes. They just it's been going for a long time. Wow. Okay, people, if you want us to do that, let us know. In fact, no, let's do that the other way around. If you if you don't want us to do that, let us know. If there's just unresounding silence, we assume it's a yes. That's that's how it works. That's better. That's much better. I'm sure there's a legal term, which is some sort of Latin word, Latin word, Latin word, which means in your silence, I presume, consent or something like that. It means kind of. Yeah, I only know it because it was in an episode of Dark Angel back in the day. They do use that kind of. I mean, there's 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 been websites that have um, started to put up banners saying the NSA has not requested any of our data yet. Please watch for the disappearance of this banner. Because it's illegal to tell people that the NSA has requested your data, but, it's but, not but as long as it's not happened, you can tell people. <laughs> which which means that the disappearance of the announcement that it's not happened yet means that it has. Wow, that's 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 awaiting a small thing to go wrong on the internet. All you need is one image to be renamed, and that banner disappears. Just... Madness on the internet, <laughs> as for some reason the NSA <coughs> wanted the list of who's signed up for Grey's boxes or something like that. <laughs> they had to stop them. Do you, you, you know, I don't know if they get them in America and Europe, but in the UK we have this thing called a Grey's box, which is meant to be this company that's trying to make healthy snacks. So once a week through the post, you get a little cardboard box that has nuts in one segment and chocolate fruit in another and dried fruit in another. And it's all... You can you can select to a certain degree what you want because allergies and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, you select various different things that you send you and they're shaped to come for our post boxes because in this country we have holes in our door called post boxes rather than post things uh, actual mail boxes outside kind of thing yeah and they're designed to fit through that but my old work where i used to work um back in the day when i when i was a, a senior editor um 
had to stop people signing up for it because every I think it's on the Tuesday they used to get delivered Tuesday or Thursday one of the teas they used to turn up this man used to turn up with a pallet load of them because <laughs> so many people in this office building were on it that then facilities he had to come around had to go and then go spend like half a day going floor to floor delivering all the grace boxes dear god so they, they banned it which I thought was quite funny almost as funny as as um, one of my colleagues who had his um his he was ordering a new kitchen for a boat he he was um building a boat at the time and he ordered a kitchen for it and had it delivered to work just so we came in one morning and in the foyer there's a kitchen which was quite awesome <laughs> just sat there and then he had to find a way to take a kitchen home which was but... very interesting <laughs> yeah amazing i don't eat that's i don't, I don't understand <laughs> Do you remember when this podcast used to be about the sonnets? Was it ever, though? <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Kind of. We're not even pretending to link into the sonnets. We were good before. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Um, we 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 could. Well, there's the 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 um the couple at the end. Do thy office muse. That's uh, that's. Yeah. I mean, office work work. They're just um. Do do what you are told to do. When I, when I was reading that, I, I kind of went, then do thy office. And my brain went, that's the wrong word. That's got to be the wrong word. But it's just a slightly different meaning of the word than we use it for nowadays, I guess. Well, off, the office, do thy office just kind of means do thy, do, work. Do, do thy work, do do what you, you're supposed to do. He's, he's, he's essentially saying, um, the, 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 then do thy office muse. I teach thee how to make him seem long, uh, to make him seem long hence as he shows now. He's basically saying to the muse, "You you should do what you're supposed to do, as in be inspiring, create inspiration, and and you're not doing it. So 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 I'm going to show you how it's done." Yeah. Just basically, I'm 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 superior to uh, the muse of inspiration. Which is a slight arrogance there on on Shakespeare's part. Yeah, I, I, oh, you've written a hundred sonnets. You can be slightly arrogant. That's true. A hundred sonnets that are still being studied and talked about. That's quite impressive. Like four hundred years on. I mean, I'm thinking of how many poems I've read, uh, ri- written in my life, and how many are being studied. And it's not a, the the two numbers. Like they're quite different. <laughs> Probably in the in the most extreme way, they can be different as well. One day, one day, something I one write. Day, well, well, I mean, I wrote university is uh, has uh, there's a, quite a lot of uh, lecturers that are retiring on creative writing, and then they've been hiring former. Um, well, they've been hiring alumni to uh, teach now. No one's contacted me. That's because you're not. You, you're not um, one of the favoured ones. One of the favoured ones. That's um, yeah. That's that's the only issue. Is that course um, seem to have favoured students? Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of good people have left now. Like Chris Meredith retired last week. Oh, they they awesome. just basically offered retirement packages because they merged. Ah uh, yes. And and now they want to get rid of people, and hire and new hire ones. Them, yeah. Well, new ones you can hire them cheaper. Mm. If if you have someone with seniority who's been there for fifty years, and they then want is some a, money. a professor, they they want their, I don't know, eighty k a year, however much. Interesting. I might have to send in an application form. Because who wouldn't want me teaching them creative writing? I'd be brilliant. The problem is, is I don't have a huge amount of publishing credits to my name other than what I've produced myself. 
But yeah, then, you're, you're running a publishing company. Yeah, most most other people on our course haven't done anywhere near that. So I screw it. Me and you, we will go there and we will we will we will part time share. We we will we will rule the University of South Wales. That would be amazing. Everyone would want to be in our classes. We'd be proper proper writing teachers. Go in drunk and hungover. And then drink through the lesson. That's, That's how it want. works. You sit there, not with tea. When I had writing poetry, we drank tea and biscuits on a Friday morning. You want wine. Wine or whiskey. <laughs> something harsh with a grit to it That's when you swallow. That's yeah. what you want. A nice rye bourbon. Something good. So, yeah. so you can debate. Or, or um, absinthe. The proper absinthe yeah. that they drank 100 years ago. That makes you want to cut your ear off. Not the shit you get today. Yeah, yeah proper. Proper stuff. And then you pick a student. And then you slowly destroy their life over the course of a semester. That's what you want. The the goody two shoes who's come there, who who maybe still has a bit of a belief in some sort of religion, and then you systematically destroy them. But but they're thank you for it in the end because they'll be a much better writer because they've experienced something. They 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 they, they know what what despair is like, and then yeah. <laughs> they come in week to week and just weep in the corner. <laughs> they go from writing fairy tales to just. Writing about genocide and <laughs> I really want to publish a novel about vampires in love. And and then at the end of it, it's just despair and <laughs> scrawling poetry that starts off in a lovely cursive and just becomes scrawls at the end of the page. <laughs> just 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 the slaughtering of all the that, that I would read that yeah. the slaughtering of all the vampires. If if anyone just... wants to hire me and Thierry as creative writing <coughs> teachers, we we are available at very. We should just rates. start our own academy. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, we're so doing that now, right? Can you kickstart an academy? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can. Mark and Thierry's creative writing. There'll be a video of us going. So, what's our experience? Well, um, yeah, but come and join us. <laughs> be you can write creative writing. It's just run creative writing courses. Yeah. Something I'm considering doing because I love new writers. Anyway, um, you should read us out, and we're, we're, should, we'll I talk should. about Sonnet 102 properly <laughs> next time. I'm sure that's totally what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sonnet 101, or Sonnet Key, as it says on my side. Sonnet Key. Yeah, C I. Ah, very nice. It's all Roman because that's what Shakespeare used. Screw you for being. I don't know. That's a guess. Sonnet 101. <laughs> oh, I need to breathe now. I've just got to laugh through it. <sighs> o truant muse, what shall be thy amends for thy neglect of truth and beauty died? Both truth and beauty on my love depends, so dost thou too, and therein dignified. Make answer, muse, wilt thou not happily say, truth needs no colour, with his colour fixed, beauty no pencil, beauty's truth to lay, but best is best, if never intermixed. Because he needs no praise, wilt thou be dumb? Excuse not silence so, for it lies in thee, to make him much outlive a gilded tomb, and to be praised of ages yet to be. Then do thy office, muse, I teach thee how, to make him seem, long hence, as he shows now. Excellent. I, I left a little pause there just because that was so well done. That was very, very well done. That was Sonnet 101 from Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chastley, and you can follow me on Twitter at In Ear Ent. 
And I've been Terry Hillis, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we will be back next time for Sonnet 102, and I'm sure we will talk more about the Sonnet that time. You, we, we, we will. If, if you tell all your friends that you should listen to our podcast, and, and you flatter us, and you tell everyone else to flatter us, and we make so much money that, that we will swim in a pool of gold, we, we promise that we will make one podcast where we stay on track. We we pro- that is if we if we are as rich as the uncle from Ducktales we will do that. Excellent. We shall see you next time. Bye bye bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.